Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. If your last relationship fell apart, if your current relationship isn't working, if maybe you're single and you're looking for love, or if you just want to fall in love with your own life again, then it's time for a new blueprint. And my guest today, Nancy Levin, just so happens to have one. She's here to talk about discovering how to love deeply without losing yourself. Are you ready to meet her? Nancy Levin, a master coach and creator of the Destination Me private coaching community and other in-depth coaching programs, is the best-selling author of several books, including her new one, The New Relationship Blueprint. Find out more about Nancy and her work at nancylevin.com. Nancy, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much for having me here, Karen. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for coming on the show. So just as I just open the book, there's that dedication mm-hmm. page, and I wonder why you wrote the book, and if you can say a little bit about what Love 2.0 is. Yes. So, and this is actually, it's funny, this is the first book of mine that I've ever dedicated to anyone. Oh. So I, I appreciate that you were so taken by the dedication. Um, I wrote this book because there was no book to read when I found myself in a relationship after the one that fell apart and broke my heart. So there really was no guidebook in how to do it again without doing it again. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was really intent upon once I, once I had a, once I had several years under my belt in this new relationship, I was really intent upon creating this new relationship blueprint so that others would have something to hold on to and guide them because these are really difficult and murky and scary waters to navigate. And so when I talk about love 2.0, I'm really talking about the way that we can be in relationship without losing ourselves how we can enter into relationship with a new framework. So that really is the new blueprint is knowing that I'm not entering a relationship to save me or fix me. And I'm not entering a relationship to save or fix anyone else. I'm entering a relationship knowing that it is a path for spiritual growth, that it's an opportunity for me to know myself deeper and that it's an opportunity for me to heal in the container that the relationship can create. I often mm -hmm. speak to people who are coming out of relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they are the most afraid of, and I think the most drawn to in a weird way, is Mm -hmm. to recreate the bad experience that they just went through. And what you're talking about, Nancy, requires work, but it sounds like it's work of the best kind. How do I turn that old way of looking at relationship? How do I turn that on its head? Right. And, you know, a big piece of this is 
we are the common denominator in all of our relationships. And I tend to believe that relationship is one long continuum and there's a revolving door over there. <laughs> so we are, we are going to draw toward us the people, the relationships, the circumstances and, and situations that are going to help us learn what we came into this lifetime to learn. So we actually orchestrate, not necessarily consciously all the time, but we orchestrate the situations that are going to help us grow. And there's a reason we're drawn to particular people. There's a reason why there are through lines and patterns that show up in one relationship to the next. There are often patterns that are rooted back to mom or dad. You know, we're constantly, we're constantly playing these out. We're constantly working through our issues, so to speak. And what I want to suggest is to stop looking at, at any of this like it's a problem or like we're doing anything wrong. It's really all a great opportunity for us to grow and for us to, to know. And you know, I often think of, you know, when we go from one relationship to the next and find, you know, even if we thought we were going with something, going, even if we thought that the next person is 180 degrees away from the last person, they may be on the outside, <laughs> but what we feel, what we feel on the inside can be similar because it's our stuff and it's going to get activated in any way that it can. And so I often think about relationship as, you know, it's like when you play a video game, what do you what do you win when you what do you win when you win you win the advanced level of the video game <laughs> you know <laughs> so we're just constantly giving ourselves opportunities to experience and to grow and to deepen if we if we are willing to accept that now in the book you ask readers to create a relationship timeline yeah. so that they can kind of write it out and then look at it, see those past patterns. What kind of patterns are people discovering when they do that? It can be anything from, you know, patterns of I leave first so that I won't be left or patterns of uh, relationships with people who are unavailable or patterns where, let's say, you know, patterns where you've, always been the one to acquiesce. So it's, it's interesting when you can go back and create this timeline and see, oh, even like what similar to what I was saying before, even though the people I was with were different in certain ways, and of course similar in certain ways because it's what happens, what happened, what was similar in me across the board? Those are the patterns we want to be looking at. So once we recognize those patterns, once we see that, wait a minute, I always decide it's not going anywhere and then I burn it down or I mm -hmm. always put the other person's needs first or whatever that mm -hmm. is. Once we see those patterns, how can we, within the framework of relationship, how can we start to shift those so that we don't have to go through the same thing again and again? Right. And I love that you're asking this because the, the awareness is a big part of it, at least being able to see, oh, I do this. Because once we have the awareness, then we can begin to make a conscious choice. And to me, every single thing 
comes down to choice. Because if we want anything to be different, we have to be willing to make a different choice. So it's like, it's, you know, it's like the old thing of, you know, the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. (laughs) And so we have to stop doing the same thing. So I'm really a big proponent of even, even if it feels unnatural, even if at first it feels contrived to start doing like the opposite of what you would normally do, start making choices that are outside of your, not even just outside of your comfort zone, but just outside of the box, outside of what you would normally do. And it can start very small. So, you know, one of the things I notice over and over with my clients is something as small as being able, you know, so if, if, if someone says, you know, what do you want to do for dinner? The answer is usually, I don't, I don't care whatever you want to do. (laughs) To even start with, I'd really like Chinese food tonight. To even start with something that small begins to bring in a new groove. And it's a fun way of uh, playing into me. That's not the right way to say it, but it's a fun way of feeling into, playing into our own power in the relationship because a, a lot of times we give that power to the other person. That is absolutely true. They say, that what do you want really for dinner? True. I think that they should know without asking me. So I right. say, I don't know because I'm waiting for them to get, and then they don't get the right thing. And then, uh, right. Right. Um, yeah. Can you tell I've been married for a really long time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, but playing into that power and maybe just with that joyful, I think I'd like, let's have Thai food tonight. Let's go to that little place on the corner is a, yeah. is a loving way of taking action that can kind of shift the energy and move it forward. Yeah. And I think that, it's really important for, for any relationship, for each person to start getting really clear on his or her wants and desires and needs and begin to, begin to express them and have, that's how we strengthen the container. That's how we, you know, that's how we actually create safety. I'm thinking of a, a story that you shared about your own life in the in the book where your partner wanted to take a very long trip with you and that was that pushed all your buttons. Do you mind just sharing that story and share? I think that's a good example of a bigger scale of this kind of I think I'd like Chinese food tonight that you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure which story you're um, about. that you were talking about how in the, in the, your book that you're talking about how Aaron wants to take six weeks and go to, I can't remember oh, yeah. where it was. And he says, baby, yeah. let's just, we'll just fly off. Yeah. Let's go to Thailand. Why not six yeah. weeks and you and me and, and you reacted the way I would react, which would, which I think was to just sort of begin to tremble all over because how can you and why can't it's too long and what do we do? Exactly. <laughs> and for him, it was no big deal. He's someone who lived his life, you know, as I do say in the book, he lived his life, you know, sort of working on season and then had off season. So for him going away for six, eight weeks at a time was no big deal. And for me, it was literally life. it felt life threatening. And so I really had to work through and find, first of all, what worked for me in the scenario. So, even though he ended up going for five weeks total, I knew that I was only going to go for three weeks. And then I had, then we had discussed 
doing a 10-day silent meditation retreat while we were there. And there were some complications around that along the way. But I was really clear that if I was going all the way to Thailand, I was going to do that meditation retreat. I didn't just want to go on three weeks of vacation. (laughs) But, you know, what's interesting is that was three years ago. And we are, we are actually planning a five-day full-blown vacation in January right now. In fact, I just booked the Airbnb this morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually excited about going on a five-day vacation. I haven't been on a vacation, like real vacation, in years. And the thought of going on a vacation used to seem frivolous and ridiculous and why. And especially because I used to travel so much in my life. The idea of staying home sounded so much more appealing. So I say this because I feel like I've, I've grown around it a little bit. <laughs> well, and it's by stepping into that conflict. So instead of you saying, no, I won't go. What are you crazy? Five right. weeks is too long. What You're some kind of crazy man. Get away from me. By stepping yep. into that and going, maybe we can't do five weeks. Maybe it's three weeks. Maybe for me, it's three weeks. Maybe by right. kind of stepping into that and not being afraid maybe by not being triggered by past stuff and cutting and running or making a fight, you just, you stepped right in there and shifted it to a place where everybody, where it was okay for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the big piece, you know, and I talk a lot about this in the book, this cozying up to conflict, because if we continue to be conflict avoidant, we're, we're never ever going to be able to be in, be in that safe space, like I was saying before, in that safe container where our differences can both be honored. So to me, it's, it's not, the goal isn't to be harmonious all the time. The goal is for my truth and your truth to both have open air. And so it's not about me getting it wasn't about me get convincing him we should only go for three weeks together, and it wasn't about him convincing me we should go for eight. It was, okay, he's going to go for five, I'm going to go for three. This is how it works. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Nancy Levin. Her new book is The New Relationship Blueprint, 10 Steps to Reframe the Way You Love. You can find out more about Nancy and her work at nancylevin.com. That's Nancy, L-E-V-I-N.com. So that idea, Nancy, that we are in one long relationship, right, that we find Mm -hmm. ourselves and different aspects of ourselves, different Mm -hmm. gifts along the way, how does that play with people who are looking for the one, capital T, capital O? Yeah, so uh, I'm not a big believer in the one, Mm -hmm. i got to be honest. (laughs) And I... I think it's really more about getting getting more clarity on the fact that, you know, as corny as this is going to sound, that, you know, we are the one. Yeah. And so getting clarity on, you know, what are my priorities? What are my non-negotiables? Not so much about what do I want the other person to be or or look like or do or all those things. There's time and a place for that, and there, I even you know, go through pieces of that in the book. But first and foremost to me is to really get clear on what are my priorities, what are my non-negotiables, and I often talk about reclaiming selfish so that 
you know, we've abandoned ourselves for so long in the name of relationship. To me, selfish is the antidote to self-abandonment. So it's about really coming back to, you know, I believe that like self-love, self-care, and selfish are three sisters whose job it is to support us in honoring ourselves. So instead of getting hung up on the one, I would really rather put the attention back on how can I prioritize myself. The thing about that idea of the one, it becomes like a a big cartoon character to whom you can assign mm-hmm. all these different attributes and mm-hmm. he will save me, she will change my life, he will understand right. me, she will never leave me. And it and it can get it can it can become a kind of pretend projected relationship, like your relationship yeah. with the projected the one. And it it can create futility and and sort of a sense of endlessly chasing your tail. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's important to, for me to mention right here, you know, that, and you said it a little bit in the intro, you know, everything I'm talking about here pertains to people who are in relationship already. And that even that point of relationship 2.0 is how can we already inside of this relationship we're in, how can we make new, how can we make a new blueprint for ourselves inside of this? that we can do this differently. And I often think of Marion Woodman, the great Jungian scholar and beautiful writer and teacher. She was married to the same man for several decades. And she talked about having many marriages inside of their marriage. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea because to me, it is about evolution. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. We're constantly growing. And as we're doing that, we're making room for our partner mm-hmm. to grow and change. And as they grow and change, it makes room for us to grow and change in that. Right. To me, that, so I've been married for 32, almost 32, almost 33 years now. Yeah. And there's a way in which I meet other people who've been married a long time. And some of those marriages look okay on the surface, but you can tell underneath, maybe not. As you say, when it looks harmonious, sometimes there's a lot of churn underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I also see people who... Their, the marriage is so alive, so strong, so green and new and fresh that it's hard to believe they've been together 50 years, 60 years, however long it is. And it feels to me like when we allow ourselves to, to change and to grow and allow our partners to change and grow, that's how you get that kind of green, abundant, fertile, vibrant relationship. I agree. I agree. My parents are tremendous role models. They're about to be married for 60 years. Wow. And they are, they are so happy and fun and interested and interesting. And they, they have a lot of similar interests and they have a lot of different interests. They do a lot of things together. They do a lot of things completely separately. (laughs) So it's about relationship as growth and not maybe relationship in locking you into one pattern, one person, one attitude, one space in your life. Yeah. And I, and that's why I, you know, I, I'm always going to bring it back to self because, you know, if we're looking for someone else to provide safety or provide security or meet our needs or, you know, all of these things externally, it's, to me, it's a pretty precarious proposition. 
Now, you in the book talk about a new way of looking at intimacy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, to me, it's really about honesty. It's about truth-telling. And it has to begin with telling the truth to ourselves. And because we can't tell the truth to anyone else until we tell the truth to ourselves. And as many of us have learned the hard way, when we don't tell the truth, the truth will come out and it will come out sideways. And so to me, the real intimacy isn't about, you know, most people, when they think of intimacy, they think of sex. And yes, sex is part of it and sex is great and all that. To me, intimacy is really about is really about being able to share the truth of who I am and hold your truth as well. To me, that's really what intimacy is. And there's a vulnerability there. If I trust Absolutely. you to hold that space for me mm-hmm. and you trust me to hold it to you, that to me, that's kind of the fundamental agreement that's at the heart of a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's funny. What, I, what it makes me think about is I often, uh, with clients who are dating, I'll often suggest, why don't you go out on your next first date as you? And that idea is so terrifying. <laughs> you know, I, because we're so used to packaging ourselves to be digestible to someone else. Right. We're so used to, you know, what, sh- what persona should I bring or how should I zig or zag to make this person like me kind of thing. And this idea of what if you just go on a date as you is actually tremendously liberating. <laughs> and we've all been involved at some point or another in the old bait and switch. Either we've done it or we've been baited and switched. On. <laughs> and it takes a lot of energy to uphold all of that. And so I invite that, like to me, that's the intimacy piece. I invite that even in a relationship that's ongoing, how can we continue to peel back and reveal more of the truth of who we are instead of spending the energy and strength that it takes to uphold the persona and keep the mask on. Mm. Now with just a couple minutes left here, can you tell the readers how can they find the book? What will they find on your website? You've got a very cool quiz up there. Can you tell them about that? I do. That? I do. <laughs> so uh, you can get the book, you know, anywhere books are sold, as they say. So, you know, all the places. <laughs> uh, my my website is nancylevin.com, and there are links to the book there. And the quiz that Karen just mentioned is, Uh, a what's your relationship blueprint quiz. And it's at nancylevin.com slash quiz. There's also a link to it on the homepage. And it's actually really awesome. I've had tens of thousands of people take this quiz now. And it, it seems like it's one of those things that never fails. And you're, you're kind of like, okay, you know, am I the perfectionist? Am I the fixer? Am I, you know, where do I fit in, in, in the, uh, in the loop of the way that I, my patterns show up in relationship. And then once you take that quiz, I send you, I send you a week's worth of goodies into your inbox. Nice. <laughs> to support you. Yeah. Wonderful. 
Nancy, so this sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing this with us. Thank you. I'm thrilled. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Nancy Levin. Her new book is The New Relationship Blueprint, 10 Steps to Reframe the Way You Love. You can find out more about Nancy and her work at nancylevin.com. You can take that quiz at nancylevin.com slash quiz. And that's Nancy, L-E-V-I-N, Nancy Levin. Dot com. And I invite you, of course, over to KarenHager.com. That's a great place to find out up, about upcoming classes and events. You can book a private session with me there if you are so inclined, if you're looking for a little intuitive guidance about your relationship or maybe your spiritual path. And if you believe, as I do, that when we put our collective intention on peace, peace in our hearts, peace in the world, that things really do change, I invite you to head over to openpeacefulheart.com. That's a joint venture that I do with my wife of 32, almost 33 years, where we offer on the first Sunday of every month a 15-minute free guided meditation that calls open to people from all over the world. There's no selling. There's no yelling. It's just 15 minutes of guided meditation together with a focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can find out the dates of the next Open Peaceful Heart call, and you can stream past guided meditation recordings. That's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.